Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. I got to tell you straight up, I am not happy. And the reason I'm not happy is because other companies have to do stuff. I need them to do things. They're not doing their job. As a result, Plans are getting thrown out. Wrenches are being thrown in the cogs, and I am really not happy. I think it's sorted out, but I'm tired of saying that. So, real quick, here's what happened, because it's it's real quick. So, this car, I've been been I bought the car. It's bought. It's paid for. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours, right? Car's done. Money's paid. I wired the money. Done. They just said they're gonna mail me the title. That's going to be arriving. But meanwhile, I need to get the car. It's coming from Arizona. So I need to get a shipping service. Now, never done the shipping service before. No problem. I get some quotes. Find one. They say they can do it. They never respond. and They're not responsive at all. It's pissing me off. So then, after the fact here, right, I follow up with them because it's been like four days. And they're like, well, you got to give us credit card deep, deep, deep. No, I'm not doing that because their email said you can pay on cash on delivery, which is what I prefer as, you know, an incentive, right? I want that driver to, if you want to get paid, brother, you're going to show up as fast as possible to make sure you get paid. I like COD. I love COD. I wish we hadn't got rid of COD. So this guy on the call, he's like, hey, you got to give a credit card deep, deep. And I'm like, screw you. Not going to happen. Cancel order. So I contact the, the uh, dealer and he says, well, I can ship it up to you. And Here's how much it is. We just need it. We have to do a credit card because we have to pay them up front. Fine. With this guy, I'm cool with it. So I go ahead and pay that. I get a call back from the original one. And they're like, well, I talked to my boss. It turns out we can do cash on delivery. Deep, 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 deep. It's too late, jackass. I've already canceled your service. Because at that point, I can't rely on you. You're not responsive for four days. When I finally call you, give me the wrong answer. And then you call me back later saying you screwed up, but it's too late because I already told you what you should have done is say, you know what? I'm not sure. Let me talk to my boss and just confirm what the answer is. He didn't do that. Screw him. So <laughs> apparently it's done. 
So this is the last, apparently, step where it'll be shipped down to me. He thinks before the end of the week, that would let me get on the road on the weekend. So we're doing this again. He thinks it could be today or tomorrow because we're talking five hours away. We're not talking like a major amount of freaking distance. But he thinks it could be that simple. Now, of course, if Las Vegas hadn't been so stupid, this town, this, this city, this is where trains, we originally had trains here. It was one of the first train depots. And then they got rid of it at some point. I think it was in the 80s. They got rid of the train. If they kept the freaking train, I could just take a train down there, be done, right? But because of these idiots yanking the train, that's why it's a problem because, I'm, you know, I'm not going to fly. I refuse. Now, I did consider, you know, doing the ETH jets and using my ETH jets pass to get on a private jet and, you know, again, get some grapes, hire some overpaid escort to dress scantily clad and feed me grapes like an idiot, but... I don't want to get on a plane. The weather's really bad. Like right now, we've got uh, ice on prediction. Really high winds, rain. I didn't want to deal with it. So I think the car is set now and it's en route. I hope, certainly hope. And if so, then I'll be on uh, the road on the weekend. And I think I'll just set out on Sunday since Monday's a holiday, Martin Luther King birthday. And uh, both my endeavors are closed. So... Maybe that means I'll just do Sunday and Monday as opposed to Saturday and whatnot. I have to think about that, how that works. And then I already called the new place and they said, it's cool. Just let us know when you're going to be here so we can uh, reserve your slot to pick up your stuff. So that's good. And meanwhile, I've been, I've been trying to pack as much as I can. My garage is like a third full of just stuff that I know needs to go either into the shipping for storage or shipping up. And I, it, I'm looking around my place and it's like, geez, I'm nowhere close to done even though I got all this stuff. And then I realized it's because I bought a bunch of new stuff. So although there is some stuff packed, the stuff that's packed is not representative of all of it. It's probably like 30% of what I need to pack. Because my studio, which I'm talking to you on, I had to leave it out because I'm still talking to you guys. So I can't pack that. My home office, I still have to work my endeavors. I can't pack that. My living room, I theoretically could pack. I choose not to because I play on my Switch on the big screen. So there's that, my electronics, my wireless, my security system, which is probably got to be here to the last minute, everything, everything in my kitchen stuff, everything is just still out because I still need it. So if the car shows up this week, which hopefully it does, then I can start expediting the, the packing of stuff and then uh, get the heck out of here. So I'm close, ladies and gentlemen, to getting the hell out of here. And trust me, that will be exciting. I'm not liking the fact that the place I'm going is smaller at the same time. I can't stand Nevada, like anywhere, not anywhere, but most anywhere would be better than this. And I'm really excited to do that. And hopefully it'll be good things for the podcast. Of course, I have to get internet set up there and I can't do that till I get there. So that's a problem or risk. I've got a lot to work on uh, to make sure that goes. So I may have to, and I'll let you know if this is the case, but I may have to either reschedule one of the podcast episodes, depending on the sis, because next week, Tuesday, we're due to do uh, Crypto Talk Radio again. And I'll be driving on Monday. So that's Casual Talk Radio. So I got to figure that one out. Or I just say screw it and record from my phone or my tablet rather or something and just do it. I don't want to, but maybe that's what I do. Anchor.fm lets me do that. So it's cool for that. I've never done it. And I, I like doing it my way here, the way you hear me. But I may have to do that instead. So keep tuned. I will let you know what that looks like. Meanwhile, cryptocurrency is doing some weird stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to briefly go through this. And I think, in my opinion, 
that it's a trap. But let's dig a little bit deeper. So you're noticing some green in places and then noticing some red in other places. And I'm going to talk about both sides because I think it's a symptom. Each is a symptom of the other. First, looking at Ethereum, because I love Ethereum. Ethereum is on a little bit of a run. We're in the 1300 range at a high of 1346. 1300 looks good for folks that were seeing it down to 1100, not just a couple days ago. And yes, that's that. But when I look at the month chart, I still see more red than green, which for me means that we're still not quite out of it. The trend looks good, though. It looks like we're en route to the positive that I predicted would happen. It just felt like it was too early before. I still think it feels like it's too early, but I am still optimistic that we're going upwards before we go downwards again. So here's where we sit. I think Q1 is going to look really good. I think Q1 is going to show us that we've got some momentum upward. I don't think we're fully out of it. I think we're going to dip back down, but not a lot. But what I will say, as I said before, make sure not to get trapped. If you're going to get into something, make sure you're confident and still make sure it's something where you can afford to lose that because everything is still in question. We're still in the bear a little bit. It's just that we're getting a little bit more money, institutional money flowing into things. Sentiment is starting to relax a little bit. We're starting to see more people confidently buying in, but there's still a little bit of nervousness and hesitation out there overall with crypto, and that affects Ethereum more than anything else. But what I see looks good. How long it lasts? I think we've got, I'd say roughly a couple months of this kind of upward downward with a little bit leaning more towards upward, but we're not out of it yet. As in, in the month of January, I don't think we're done with dips. I think we need to get past January, look at February and take a look and see what that ends up doing. However, the, the same is not true of BNB, Binance coin. Before, Binance coin was looking really good, trending upward to an all-time high smash through. Now it doesn't look so good. Now it looks like it's trending back downward where it's going to be a little bit hurt. And I don't expect significant positive on the Binance coin in the short term without some sort of a catalyst. It seems like it has the same basic predictive, you know, elements as with Ethereum, as in we should be seeing the same, roughly same movement. But for whatever reason, something's affecting Binance coin that I'm not fully sure of. Bitcoin, same thing. Bitcoin's expected to go up. We see a little bit of a jump, but it started dipping a bit. I still see a bottom of about $10,000, $11,000 at some point this year. Don't know when. And then it's not going to really trend positive upward. I'm talking sustained momentum until probably either the latter part of the year or possibly 2024. So Ethereum is the only one that's looking in a strong light as it stands right now, starting with roughly about eh, March-ish. It's still going to be wavering. I'm not telling you that it's going to hit like two, 3,000, whatever. I'm saying it's going to waver, but it'll at least trend somewhat upward, more sustained than Binance coin or Bitcoin from my eyes anyway. Meanwhile, Luna Classic, I have no idea. I mean, I do. Uh, it's a toxic community. They've screwed it up left and right. Luna Classic's in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Do I think it'll recover? Yes, but right now in the short term, it's in cover in uh, trouble. And time will have to pass before we understand What's going to really happen? There were a couple of catalysts here. I'm going to talk about those catalysts, why I think they're significant to pay attention to in the short term to see what's going to happen in the future. A couple of things started to hit some of the stable coins. This is not good. Let's talk about this one. SUSD, 
SUSD at one point was pegged to the dollar and has been pegged to the dollar for the longest time and has not varied beyond like $1.15, okay? But then all of a sudden, very recently, like literally today, it started trending up to $2. That's not good. It's not good to see it that go that high, my point. On the separate note, then USDT, crypto.com, is going to be delisted rather in Canada. And this is because Canada started passing, or at least we're talking about passing. I don't know if they finalized all of it, but they started passing some regulatory changes, just specifically Canada, folks. So if you're in crypto.com and you're not in Canada, this doesn't apply. But it's good that you know this because it speaks to how crypto.com, how they roll. So they're going to do this USD tether because of this regulatory scrutiny. Apparently, Canadians have passed this to force Canadians to get rid of their USD tether before January 31st. You got January 31st as your deadline to withdraw or exchange your USD tether for any other. If you don't, they're apparently going to just auto convert you to USDC. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, if it's in my wallet, how can they, how can they do that? What the hell? This apparently is only going to be on the centralized exchanges, but the law apparently, and I say apparently because I'm not in Canada, and if anybody's in Canada, I do encourage, please let us know at cryptotalkradio.net slash contact or the contact form on there or on Twitter. Let us know. But apparently, Canada basically has said, you know, USD Tether is too sketchy. It's not reliable. They've lied about a peg. We can't trust it. This is going to be not good and we're getting rid of it. Go all USDC. USDC has been under some scrutiny because people believe USDC is largely centralized and being, let's say, manipulated by various governments around the world. And that's why there's kind of this secret society pushing to everything to USDC to get away from decentralized type assets. Whether or not USDT is decentralized or not is not for me to say. I'm simply putting this out there as a public service announcement for anybody in Canada for to look, look forward to, rather, your USDT that's sitting on the centralized exchanges to be moved over to USDC automatically in this ban, which came out of nowhere. Also, we saw that there was no stable coins for USD Tether, USDC from Circle, Binance USD, and TUSD. None of them were printed. This might not be a bad thing, but it's something to pay attention to. We haven't printed for a long time these stable coins. Some of the stable coins are algorithmic. Some of it is because of the switch over to USDC. Some of it is uncertainty with regards to stablecoin regulations. Point is, stable coins are kind of up in the air. They're kind of iffy. And then the whole FTX connection started to play a factor as well. Coinbase has been pushing people to move from USDT to USDC. Exchanges were delisting, rather, USDT and USDC on Solana. A lot's up in the air of stable coins. I talk about this because everybody's talked about, yeah, stable your assets, right? Toss it in stable coins. And I've said it does. you can do that, but you're still not safe. You know, if it's in your cold wallet, maybe you're a little bit protected. The point is, regs are coming after the stable coins. Do you know why? Because the stable coins are the most popular off-ramp for fiat. And if you heard... Leister at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a couple of episodes back, I said, when governments want to try to start locking this down, they're going to go after the stable coins and the fiat off-ramps because they know 
Fiat still runs the game, is going to run the game because we've tied cryptocurrency to it. That means that all they have to do is restrict access to the stable coins and that limits your access on the fiat off-ramp unless you go OTC or peer-to-peer. So I would be concerned just because of that. I would be a little bit less concerned about the less printing in the short term because we don't know the specific root cause around why that's happening. But what would really concern me at least is the rush towards USDC because of the theory that it's being manipulated by governments to serve their interests and possibly be manipulated into whatever their CDBC ends up being. I can't say what is or isn't going to happen. I'm saying that this is what's being chatted about and it should be treated with some concern in my opinion. Speaking of still stable coins, Wobi. Wobi's market share is on the route down. Apparently USDD, yet another stable coin, depegged very recently. I didn't see this because I don't trade USDD. USDD comes from the Tron Dow, uh, Tron Dow Reserve to be very specific. And it's, I'm, again, I don't follow it because Tron is difficult to get into if you're new. And I was in it early on and then I transitioned away from it. But apparently the depegging of USDD started raising some eyebrows. People got really concerned. Wobi started slashing the workforce. A lot of losses. Coinbase as well was slashing some of its staff. People were celebrating these slashes. They were saying that ultimately this is good. This is a good thing. This is what we should be doing. We should not be running from the cutting of staff because frankly, you were overstaffed to begin with. So stable coins are having challenge. That's the big problem. That's the bottom line problem that I wanted to share. Stable coins are not safe. The only safety, even if it's in your wallet, frankly, because think about it. If you have, let's say you have whatever stable coins. If none of the exchanges will let you trade it to fiat, they become worthless assets. Now, if the DSEN decides to allow you to trade to some other type of asset, that's fine. But most of the exchanges, their liquidity pairs for the trading out are going to go to a stable coin. They're not going to go to the other one. The exception is like Bitcoin, Ethereum, like certain ones, they will have a pair, but they're the exception to the rule. Usually it's going to be to a stable coin. In a world where everything goes to Binance USD for Binance, USDC for Coinbase, and who knows what the hell for KuCoin and every other one, it gets really much more difficult for your regular outside-the-bubble investor to really understand, how do I interplay this cryptocurrency stuff? And if you force everybody, think about this. If you force everybody to USDC, what are you doing? You're essentially creating that stablecoin for a government if it's true that the government is manipulating the stablecoin. I'm not trying to tinfoil you. I'm saying it's something to think about. And in the future, we'll have to see what that means for everybody because I don't have that answer today. In closing, because this is a really quick episode, I think this whole shift on stable coins, this shift on job cuts, uh, the shift with FTC, uh, all these different things that are happening short term, we should keep an eye on it. And I'm recommending that you keep an eye on it. Follow it as close as you can because it's going to affect your investments long-term. And cryptocurrency, if you heard me a couple episodes back, I said, we're not going to repeat 2021. And that's because there's too many other things failing right now. We have too much that was just a house of cards. Everything that was built up in terms of the unrealistic pumps that happened in 2021, what, what we're seeing now is really the net effect of an unsustainable model. It could never sustain and it crumbled under its own height. That's why so many of these orgs failed. That's why some of these companies are cutting jobs. And you got to consider the downstream impact of the job cuts 
as well as these breaches and everything else, which we haven't even talked about, all that does is cause the governments to step up and say, that's why we need to regulate it. So it just gets worse before it gets better. Mind you, this all centers around greed and the fact that we allow the kids to say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and say the word Maxi into it, and we don't treat it like serious investments. As a result, we are now feeling the pain of that bad decision to allow cryptocurrency to devolve into a clown show instead of treating it like serious investments like we should have done. Will we recover? I think so. But I would encourage you, let's say you got friends or family or you know colleagues at work or somebody talking about cryptocurrency. Unfortunately, what we should do and what we are doing are two different things. And at some point, we have to discourage the kids that say the word Jeet that I talk about, discourage them from being in it. We have to stop celebrating telescam. We have to start embracing serious investments. And most importantly, trust nothing. Trust nothing. Don't trust stable coins to take care of you. Don't leave your assets in a centralized exchange. Don't even trust your own wallet. And I know that's kind of blah, but don't trust, right? Understand everything is a risk. That's my point. You have a risk of losing it. That's why we always say, at least I do, make sure any money that you put in this is throwaway money. It's money you can afford to lose because you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. This Canada situation is a great example. And I wouldn't want anybody listening to my show to get cheated or wrecked. And most importantly, make sure that your family's taken care of. You keep a roof over your head because crypto is going to come and go. Do, is there an opportunity for life-changing something? Absolutely. But I think we're a long way away from that. I think we're minimum 2024 before we see anything like this. I noticed on some YouTube channels, they've come around to what Leister was telling you the whole time on his YouTube channel, which is everybody's just kind of laundering money from project to project to project. They're just jumping to project. They're jumping onto the latest pump and dump to try to make a quick buck. That's their money. If they want to gamble, great. I celebrate them. I respect them. If you listen to me, you'll hear me say, I'm not going to just jump from project to project. There's no reason. It's, it's a whack-a-mole. It's a chase. And I know some of it's a gambling addiction. I'm not going to do it, and I will never advocate you do it. I would rather see that you look for strong investments that you can feel confident in placing your money there because they're doing something for you, not for themselves. A lot of projects, they talk a good game. They have great marketing. They have great shill hypers, whatever. The key is, are they delivering? If they're not delivering something that you believe in, I don't think they're worth your money. That's just how I am. You are free to do as you see fit. To me, I'd rather keep you safe than keep you rich. I know that sounds weird, but you have a stronger probability of staying safe than you do of becoming rich because everything is a crapshoot nowadays. And with crapshoots, you're going to lose more than you're just your money. You might lose your sanity. You might lose your life, depending on what it is. And I'm being realistic here. There's a lot that goes, it, it's a net effect. It's got, when you get in too deep, there's a lot that goes into this. If you get into debt because you saw this was going to go to the moon, do, 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 you know what that means. It means that other people are affected. And I don't want to see that happen to anybody listening to my show. But that said, everything right now looks green. Try to be careful. Don't get tempted. It's not, it's okay to put something in, but be careful. Make sure it's throwaway money because you just don't know what might happen tomorrow. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors. 
the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.